Welcome back to another episode of This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network where we try to not rate movies. There seems to be an opinion out there that there is an objective truth to reviewing a movie, so we're out there to prove them wrong. Actually, we're out there to prove them right. And failing, so they're wrong. Uh, We're trying by going through a series of questions in what we call a gauntlet, and if we can answer all 15 of those questions wholly objectively, then we get a prop from this specific film. Now, Eric, if you get through the gauntlet this week, what prop do you want from this movie? Oh, we don't have to do that. (laughs) The hammer. (laughs) The hammer, skull crusher. Skull crusher. Okay. Um. Uh. Speaking of which, uh, now now that we've dropped the the name of an item from this movie, what movie are we talking about today? Violent Night, starring David Harbour. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Santa is out there. He's tired of doing his job because kids just don't believe anymore, and he goes into one house where they're being held hostage by some people who want to rob them. And his reindeer leave him. So he has to help a little girl that believes, save her family, and deal with the, the you know, die hard alone of it all. Yes. Uh, with that, we'll jump right into the gauntlet. Eric, is Violent Night a good or a bad movie? Yes. <laughs> I, you don't want to go through any of this. Okay. I didn't think that honestly I could. I think it's really obvious. There's Especially when you're dealing with a holiday movie, I felt mm-hmm. like this movie is sort of... Uh, if you like it, you're getting exactly what was sold to you in the trailer. Yes. But then you got a bunch of people who are going to, you know, be concerned that it wasn't enough like one thing or it wasn't enough like another or uh that it was like cheesy or not or like you know i just feel like there's just this is such a movie that is what it is on its sleeve Mm -hmm. that on the one hand i probably could have gone through and said some objective things about like you know oh well uh christmas movies are uh traditionally marketed in a way that sells a lot but then i gotta get into like is selling a lot like good or bad and like i just i had so much fun with this i didn't even want to try i completely understand yeah this this the the trailer sells this as as santa is coming to rescue a family that's that's being held hostage and that's that's kind of true but there's also a little bit of of, of of backstory to this so what made you want to watch this uh, just the trailer made the the whole thing look fun it looked like a cheesy schlocky action film set around christmas time and uh, that instantly caught my attention so of course i was mm-hmm. gonna go see this and then one of the first things they do is they set up home alone as a reference and then yeah you, eventually you get that whole scene where yeah. it's home alone realistically and i was all on board for that as soon as i knew what was going yeah. on um, the reason that I wanted to watch this was because of the Oscar the Grouch Joker set skit from SNL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just, I just thought that David Harbour was able to take that and take it so seriously that it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. And someone on paper was like, can you pull off badass Thor Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. 
I should have been Thor. And like, <laughs> right. I feel like that's how that, that conversation yeah. went behind the scenes. And, and that was the surprising aspect about it for me. I wasn't expecting the Santa Claus to be so jaded and cynical towards the holiday that he's known for. That at the beginning, he's mm. drinking at a bar and throwing up on the barkeep as he's riding off in his sleigh. So good. People are so burned out and people are like, you know, like adults don't believe. And if you don't believe, you don't really get gifts. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a nice explanation for the whole, how do you explain these kids movies where every Mm -hmm. year Santa actually brings presents and the parents just don't explain Mm -hmm. it. Like, like it was, it's, oh, well he goes to houses where people do believe. Right. And so these people who believe aren't going to question the other people who don't believe. And it just kind of works. Um, yeah, I love I love the Santa Claus who's like, don't do this. It's like, why? And he's like really tall and he like beats the crap out of the guy. But he doesn't want to like kill people. Mm. Oh. But then he kind of has to. He kind of has to and then he starts kind of enjoying it at some point. Yeah. Uh, and so you said, as far as what you liked and disliked, what was your favorite scene you said you were about to say before? Oh, so there's there's the scene where, where the girl uh, that Santa is trying to save is hiding up in the attic. Uh, and she says something about it, and and I'll set up some booby traps just like in Home Alone. And you know, David Harbour is like, "Yeah, yeah, just just do that," not understanding exactly what that means, because it's it's very clear that that based on on certain things that that he says as the Santa Claus, he is unaware of modern society, and and like he 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 calls guns thing, he he calls like the guns thing thingamajigs. He doesn't know how to work them; they're foreign to him. I have to assume he, that that movies are also foreign to him. I it's that Joe Blow John McClane mm-hmm. thing that that they sort of give to him where he's just kind of like the he doesn't know how the magic works. <laughs> he doesn't right. know how guns work. He's just a guy who happens to do this really niche job mm-hmm. and it's almost like blue collar work. Yeah. You know, like he just goes out and he goes around and he delivers yeah. stuff. But still, like the lead up to yeah. that, to my favorite scene, you know, you get the rug with the nails and the drill bits sticking up out of it. And that one nail on, on, on the stair, which is a clear reference to Marv going up the stairs in Home Alone. And it's, you know, you, you, you get that line, you know, for, for booby traps to work, they actually have to be hidden. Camera pants down. There's a small cut in the stairs. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, it's... And just, soon as you see that, you know what's going to happen, you know it's going to be painful, and you know it's going to be realistic. And that's something that me and you have said watching Home Alone. You know, if someone actually went through all this, they'd, they'd be, be dead. dead. <laughs> and they ended up dead. <laughs> it was kind of satisfying, in a way. Like, for real. Yeah, um, yeah that... that, that that kind of breaks it down. Like, I think I, I didn't, I, I didn't think the, um, what is the name? Uh, vicious from cowboy bebop live action was the father. Oh, Oh, he was. As soon, wasn't he? as soon as that clicked for me, I was like, why is this really iconic looking human person trying to play like Adam Scott from Krampus? <clears throat> like you, they, they cannot cast this actor, right? He should be in some lead role that is based around his looks. Like he, he, he should have been. He he should have been one of those side villains. Like, yeah. Oh, you he mean should. like um, yeah, like uh, like 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 gingerbread or 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 jingle or like you know one of the the people who who are working under John John Leguizamo. Yeah, he should have been one of them. 
He should have been John Leguizamo's character. John Leguizamo makes a great, like, everyman dad. He does, but I also really like John Leguizamo in this role. He really sells it for me. I, I gotta say, I didn't think there was anything about him specifically that made it work mm-hmm. other than he's a good actor, and sometimes people don't give him credit for that. But as mm-hmm. far as being, like, an iconic villain, like, an iconic, I mean, like, you know the icon of Santa Claus standing right. next to John Leguizamo so- wearing a dark colors. But yeah, his the 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 act. Everyone took this just seriously enough to make it work, right? And and sometimes not serious enough to make it work. Like yeah, the, not the mother, serious like, enough that it works. Yeah, like <laughs> the mother's acting is is played completely uh, like passive, almost like how, how do I describe it? She almost See, doesn't care about everything going on. Yeah, I, I didn't personally think that worked, though. But that's in my didn't-like-it side of things. Right. Okay. But I'm not there uh, yet, so I wanted you to let no, you finish whatever like, you liked about it. Part of the stuff that, you know, that I didn't like about it, like, it, it, it's weird because... Oh, we are going to go into that, the didn't-like. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, that's fine. I, like, I, uh, there's, like, I could go on forever about the stuff that I liked about this film. Just, so let's uh, we could just watch the movie beat for beat and be like, I like that part, I like that part, I like that part, I like right. that part. Right. Like, I will this... say one last thing to send it off. Mm-hmm. I did not need the whole movie. All I needed was the one shot where he's like, wait, I got to see this. Turns around and boom. And he goes, oh, holy shit. <laughs> That's all that I needed. All, all, I, I liked all, all, all the Christmas puns, all, all the holiday one-liners, like everything. So like, but, but also like the times where it gets like almost o- overly emotional and it, it almost kind of undercuts everything. I didn't like those parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at the very end when everyone's surrounding of course we do spoilers on this podcast so everyone's yeah, surrounding spoilers late warning but we do this is a spoiler filled podcast <laughs> so everyone is surrounding Santa's recently dead corpse and everyone around the body is going yeah I believe I believe like that I was like okay I get what you're doing that's enough and then Santa comes back alive it, it almost kinda... like a punchline to, to a bad joke it almost would be funnier if he actually stayed dead. I was sitting there right. thinking, if they hadn't given the mythology they gave him, how mm-hmm. funny would it be if John Leguizamo mm-hmm. like, exactly. killed him mm-hmm. and had to become Santa Claus, and you found out it's the same rules from the Santa Claus? I was thinking the same thing yeah? would happen. But, the, but y- yes. But then, of course, you know, uh, the, 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 whole t- the whole touching the nose and that dragging so John Leguizamo. I love that. It's one of my favorite... Uh, gory scenes in, yes. in in the movie was was him coming up with a scrunched body and just oh. throwing it on the ground and one more thing i'll give him credit for is this movie understood that some christmas music absolutely slaps and works for an action movie yes um, <laughs> so that so my biggest thing that i really didn't like about this was the editing mm-hmm. um and, you know, when you're making, like, a huge budget Hollywood thing, like, you know, like, what are you going to do sometimes? But particularly in the action sequences, like, uh, for example, the Home Alone sequence, when the girl uh, is doing uh, the... The slingshot. Slingshot. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps cutting to her having already pulled back the next object. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it's sort of... It, it's It's so quick and fractured like that. And the action was mm-hmm. fractured like that, too. You yeah. get some really decent shots that are in all these chopped up quick cuts to make the action feel more intense, which is your traditional issue you have with some action movies. 
Mm-hmm. When when they get to the moments that matter, they show oh. it and it's glorious. But some of yeah. the action is like filler action and all that stuff seemed to be handled really rough. Um mm-hmm. and the other and another the only other thing I have against it is like the beginning, it's not slow by any means, but I think no. the beginning of the movie drags and that's where you could have tightened up the pacing a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. But uh I uh, just you know David Harbour playing that, and you know when when he when he's sewing himself up for the first time, and he and he pulls off the coat, you see all the tattoos. Oh my gosh, all it was over freaking Santa. hilarious! <laughs> Everything had me like dying laughing every mm-hmm. every moment that they took him that seriously. <laughs> it worked so well for me. But also, also one one of the best just visual jokes for me. Everyone's all already dead. The reindeer are back. He gets this little letter from Mrs. Claus. I think you're going to need this. Yep. And it's the actual skull crusher. Yeah. It's like, I know what he's he's going to do. I know what he needs. I'll just I'll just make sure he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, just him getting mad at the reindeer for doing what reindeer do. And then treating them like pets. Well, I can't stay mad at you now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Santa and the reindeer. I... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's so many little moments, and I feel like well, kind and kind of like I think some of the more emotional stuff, like uh, mom and dad kissing back together, that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just right. feel like they didn't spend time fleshing that out in a way that it would be more emotionally satisfying, right. and they did spend time taking their time fleshing out like what's the villains' plan, who are they working with, here they are positioned, what's Beverly D'Angelo mm-hmm. doing with them. Why is that immediately only making me think of Christmas vacation and nothing else? Like, why mm-hmm. can I not look at her and just be like, okay, but that's still this movie. I see her and I think, oh my gosh, the Griswold mother was, was a spy the whole time. You know, like, the, yeah, I, right. She's awesome. Yeah, a- she's awesome. I, I just, I, the movie didn't give time to these things and it's a whole family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the family just seemed like like generic drop in bad person here, almost to fill yeah. space for like in, in between. And when you have movies like Knives Out or Krampus, mm-hmm. it, it suffers because it we does. have those movies where we're used to getting to know dysfunctional families and seeing how they make choices together. And really, mm-hmm. the only scene we got that works like that is when they, the three, the girl's mother and the aunt and her son. Mm-hmm. turn on the guy with the submachine gun who i think is from uh, uh he's definitely from either disney or nickelodeon some of the live action show i can't remember but mm-hmm. either way they turn around and they go ham on him with all of the uh tools by the fireplace yeah that's like the closest that's like the biggest thing we got yeah i mean there's the discussion about the money and all that kind of stuff but all that is so quick really the only time they functioned and changed together was then mm-hmm. Right, and yeah, this this movie could have been about thirty minutes longer and fleshed out those characters a little bit more, and you can and have them give a little bit more oomph. Or like it's, it's, it, cut it down to just the one family visiting their grandmother, mm-hmm. and don't spend so much time on the villains, and you have a tighter movie that just focuses on the Santa Claus punching it up kind of thing. That would right. be what I would prefer. I just don't think you need to do something half-assed that other movies have already done. Right. So, or half-hearted, yeah, yeah, not I, half-assed. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fun. I, 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 I can understand that completely. I, I could go either. 
uh, either way on that, really. Uh, yeah, because we did have some yeah. talented actors, so if they did give them time, I can't say it wouldn't be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just like another another one of those Christmas movies, like almost in the vein of 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 Gremlin, of of a uh, Gremlins, where, where Gremlins is is like a like a like a starter horror film that takes place around Christmas time. So it's <laughs> kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah, this is just like an action movie that takes place at Christmas time. It is. And if it wasn't for Santa Claus being in there, it wouldn't be a Christmas movie. There, there are little nitpicks all over the place, but I think mm-hmm. anyone going in here trying to make the, make those serious criticisms is is you shouldn't have been going to watch this movie. You're taking it way too no. seriously. Like this, this is this is very clearly. I I I I I, I, I said this on Twitter today, and I'll, I'll 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 stand by it. This is very clearly a B action film with a studio budget behind it. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. And you know we we got we got that with Malignant. We got that kind of with Barbarian. Like, ha- ha- half of our Barbarian is like something that you would expect from a studio, and the other half is something like from Malignant. And I like that, but I also like Malignant. This is that for, for I'll say, action. I believe that, I would believe that Barbarian doesn't have the huge budget. I'm actually shocked that it has the budget it had. Right. Because it was played so tight. Malignant mm-hmm. has those crazy... Mm-hmm. big sets and, and wild things happening in it, big action set pieces and stuff. And this has that too, where it's like, man, someone really took a shot at this. I remember thinking partway through the movie, mm-hmm. Hollywood really is like a giant YouTube channel. Every <laughs> once in a while, they have to make movies because they're like, I always said I was going to do this one video. Right. And this feels like, ah, oh, we always said we were going to do the gritty R-rated Santa movie. Let's finally go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. Right. The the closest thing I can think of to this would be that the, the, the Mel Gibson film called what what Fat Man, which I think did terrible. Yeah, I don't but, even. Uh, I vaguely remember him now that you mention it, but um, I, I I forgot all about it until I was like looking at stuff on YouTube and that popped up. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it did well. But also, I think if it wasn't for the fact that when we see David Harbor, we know. Right. That he's in on a joke. <laughs> if it was another yeah. actor that seemed like they were taking it more seriously, like if you put Dolph Lundgren as Santa, mm. I wouldn't have watched yeah, this. I wouldn't have been probably not. It. Yeah, no. Like I, 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 I should yeah, I, probably. I, I, I think other people would love that. But, but I, I, I think I like you're right, David Harbor. Yeah, people are so used to date to uh, David Harbor and what he's done that they know. When he's in something like this, it's not he's not going to take it fully seriously, right? Which is, uh, you know, it's great. Yeah. But so. uh, yeah. Right. Well, anything? Any closing thoughts? What would make you watch this again? Everything. I kind of want it to be a staple to watch at mm-hmm. least for a few years around Christmas right. season. I just, I don't know. There are these movies that are coming up that are really surprising me. And my brain kind of tells me, you watch, this is going to be something you you watch over and over again. Nobody, Bullet Mm -hmm. Train, and Violent Mm -hmm. Night Now are movies that I'm like, Yeah, I feel like these are going to be rewatched favorites for a while. Right. This this year we've gotten a, a good string of movies that seem very personal to the person directing it and writing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gotten a, uh, with, with, you know, with bullet train and, and 
everything everywhere all at once. You know, they 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 have the A twenty four backing, so they're 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 getting stuff with with that. Uh, and now you have Universal putting backing behind this, and it, it's like this is not something I would expect the studio to be supporting, and yet we're getting more of these what feel like director personal inspiration films that I really enjoy that I want to see more of. Yeah, and we're we're only getting a few of them. But a few of them is fine. It means we have something to look forward to throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of why I, I definitely want people to go out there and, and support this. Because I want more movies like this to be made. Like, instead of just, like, generic studio action, what's on the table next. See, that's the thing, though. I think this is your new generic studio action, what's on the table. <laughs> and I'm kind of just here for it. I don't think it even has to make that much money to make back its budget. But, yeah, people go watch it. I mean, go have fun. It's not for kids. No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you again for watching another episode of this film that rated Branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast. Be sure to check out other podcasts on the uh, web- website, such as the Debbie Delight. And uh, we have a podcast now that's been going a while called At the Movies, where you are co-hosting with Matthew Fox and Ricky Valero, the who started off has a few of his own personal podcasts oh, yeah. on there as well. So yeah, be Dude, sure to check go out the and... departed podcast. It's actually really, I'm, mm-hmm. I like that one. And with that being said, I am Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at nineties gamer four Oh seven and on Twitch at Merrick underscore attainments. And I'm Merrick. Look me up at high contrast FLM on Twitter and follow me on YouTube at high dash contrast. Oh, <laughs> uh, is there a good closing joke for this one? Just like, oh, 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 oh holy no. shit. <laughs>